I was just living the role that I was taught to live. And I'm here to say that no, it doesn't need to be done that way. And I think my message, no matter who I talk to, is self-love and self-care is key. Because when we love ourselves, and when we look after ourselves, then we have the energy and the capacity to love others. That is the extraordinary Shannon Simpson, today's guest, and my very first guest for the long-awaited and highly anticipated podcast, All Things Menopausal. And I'm your host, Mary Lee. For this inaugural episode, it was a pleasure to share Shannon's story. It's one of self-discovery and contemplation. Menopause can often be that time of soul-searching and self-realization as we come into a new phase of our life. Introspection can be a compass while navigating through a confusing and often lonely transition that many women will face. Shannon is a survivor of childhood abuse, breast cancer, and is raising a son, one of a twin, with autism. In her words, it's been an indescribable emotional life journey. After almost two decades of experiencing pain and undergoing a healing process, she has attained a state of inner wisdom. She came to realize that during the most challenging months, practicing self-love was truly the only medicine. Shannon has also found healing with creating deep, meaningful conversations, which she does every week on her show, Toolbox Tuesdays. It's a series of spontaneous, unscripted, heartfelt conversations spoken from a place of her truth. By profession, Shannon is a certified wellness coach and nutritionist. Okay, I don't want to give too much more away. Take a listen. You're so raw. You're so real. This is exactly what I want the listeners and I want to connect with to hear is that there's so much vulnerability in in putting yourself out there. And yet the courage that we get to stand in our truth Mm. and to speak our truth, Shannon, you are doing it in spades. Yeah. I mean, my journey has been, you know, ongoing for a while now. And I think, you know, I, what I've learned is that I just want to speak my truth. I think many of us want to speak our truth. And many of us are afraid to speak our truth, um, afraid to ask for what we need. Um, And yet, it's exactly what we need to do. And I think it's incredibly um, important for me. coming through a lot of trauma in my childhood and that leading to um, an experience, a diagnosis of cancer, um, which I truly believe was connected to me not speaking my truth. Um, I I didn't know um, growing up that to speak my truth. It was more like you're to be seen and not heard and do as you're told and um, sure. just a different a different way. Um, and you know, 
again, we, we, we do better when we know better. And um, here we are speaking that out loud. So we can know better, so we can do better. And so I, you know, now having twi twins that are 15 years old and, you know, it is my hope for them to not have to go through what I went through. And so my, my hope is to speak my truth and continue to speak my truth so that they and the people around me that I spend time with can also have the courage to do that. And so, you know, it's been a journey moving through um, cancer and, you know, healing myself using different modalities, whether it was natural medicine or food, like you said. Um, but, you know, this is this is the journey. And, you know, I can't um, I can't be well um, just by what I eat. You know, being well is about who you surround yourself with. It's about being able to um, say the things that are on your heart out loud. It's being able to have these beautiful, deep conversations with people around us, whether it's with friends or with our husband or our partners. Um, because if that trauma or that story or that hurt gets stuck inside, um, then it be, can be manifest into something physical, which I know um, in my heart that that was part of my cancer journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And continue. Yeah. Wasted. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I think my toolbox Tuesday was, uh, <laughs> I just remember going online and just saying, I, does anybody want to listen to me and what I got to say? And a few people chimed in and were like, sure, we'll listen. And I remember my, I'm like this, I'm this week will be number 67 of Toolbox Tuesday, 67 <laughs> weeks straight. And that's amazing. That's awesome. I know Good for you. Good 67 for you. Um, times that I show up and I swear every time I show up, I still am just as nervous as the very first time that I did it. But it's so important to me um, to speak my truth. And I, I never know what I'm gonna say. It's always the morning of, um, I just come into my office and, you know, last week was probably one of the toughest ones that I did. Yeah, that you I've can done. feel it. You can hear it in your voice. It was heavy, yeah. Mm. And it just, it just felt like it was too big to say out loud, but yet I knew that it needed to be spoken, you know, and like I said, in, in the situation of the night before, you know, I just found myself really not fitting in really, um, outside my comfort zone of this small talk of a kind of humor that I don't understand. And I, I, I definitely don't want to understand. It just doesn't, didn't feel good to me. 
And the old me would have just sat there and been part of it and so to speak, sucked it up. And I just was like, no, I'm, I don't feel good about this and I'm, I'm ready to go. And, and I think my story was, is that that makes me wrong or that makes me boring or that makes me not fun. And the thing is, is, you know, I am fun and I'm, and I'm not a boring person. And that doesn't make me wrong to want deep, intimate conversations, because I think, like you said, these deep, intimate conversations are, are what create community, are what Mm -hmm. create safety of what create permission for other people to continue to show up even when they don't think they have the courage. Yeah. And, you know, I think it is so important because I want to see, like I said, my kids speak their truth. I want to see my kids be them, their authentic selves, not what the crowd needs them to be not what everybody else needs them to be, not do what everybody else needs them to do. I want them to be who they are. That is so beautiful. That means making other people uncomfortable, then so be it. Because we are not here on this planet to make everybody like us. We are here on this planet to be ourselves, to love one another, have beautiful conversations, help each other. That's the world I want to create. And it doesn't come without uncomfortable moments. I love that you say that it doesn't come without uncomfortable moments. It's, it's, it's in the challenge that we have to rise, I truly believe, to our greatest masterpiece. Hmm. Yeah. And you yeah. certainly are are rising hmm. from a place where you started in your as a child. We don't have to get into that relationship piece, but let's turn it around and look at the wonderful relationship you are building for your your twins, now 15, a son and a daughter. Hmm. And has yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing now that the role that you play, that mentorship role is spilling off into how they show up in the world and conduct themselves? Mm. (laughs) I, yes, yes. A hundred percent. I think the biggest, um, piece for me. So I've spent my whole life living with anxiety and I don't pretend that it is all gone. (laughs) And I would say that projection has been part of my story. And when I speak to projection, I mean, not owning my anxiety and projecting it onto my kids, onto my family, and not actually even knowing what it was. And so this was a big humbling 
pill to swallow for me one day when I actually realized that my kids were just reflecting back to me the anxiety that was actually mine. And it didn't come without um, doing some work around resentment. Okay. And I think this is a big piece for me because I, you know, I was, I was brought up uh, with a belief that moms and women are to please and make everybody happy and do everything for everybody else and really put ourselves last and that has not served me that just made me resentful angry frustrated and not a very nice human being and when i realized that I was projecting a lot of the anxiety that was mine onto everybody around me. And it was only them reflecting it back to me. And I actually stepped into that and owned it. Wow. Something amazing transformed. Wow. I have to say that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I, I was, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was taking care of everyone else. I wasn't mm -hmm. happy. I wasn't doing anything for myself. I wasn't had all these things I wanted to do. I wanted to play piano. I wanted to sing. I wanted to play guitar. I wanted to do things for me, but instead I was doing things for everybody else. And then I was grumpy about it. And so mm -hmm. it wasn't actually their fault. It was because I was just living the role that I was taught to live. And I'm here to say that, no, it doesn't need to be done that way. And I think my message, no matter who I talk to, is self-love and self-care is key. Because when we love ourselves and when we look after ourselves, then we have the energy and the capacity to love others. And honestly, seeing what has transpired with my kids, like even in the last year of me owning and stepping into me, and even with my relationship with my husband and all the amazing things that are unfolding in our lives because I am loving me, I'm taking care of me. My kids are showing up more, they're helping around the house, they're doing like, they're just, it's, it's a, we're all working together instead of, mom doing it all and being grumpy and resentful and that wasn't working it wasn't yeah. working at all so did you find there was a, a part a, a piece of you and you kind of expressed it that spilled over from your 
your childhood and your youth where you felt that you couldn't speak your truth or use your voice and the fear of the reprisal, whatever it may have been. Um, that kind of attitude kind of set your parameters for how you were going to raise your children before you made this radical transformation. I loved how you put it before when we spoke radical self-responsibility. Mm. But when it when that, that old Shannon will say, the one that was resentful, when she would interact with her family, did you find that the boundaries just sort of disappeared the ones that you'd put up had just kind of organically disappeared the moment you had this presence, this self-loving presence about you, or did you have to sit with your family and say, okay, I'm going through a, a significant transformation of self-awareness, of self-love. I want to take you on that journey with me. Or did, or did it just kind of happen with the process automatically? It, it really just kind of happened. I mean, there, there were like some conversations, I would say some hard conversations where we sat down and had a few family meetings, but I think for the most part, I think kids do as they see. And when they see mom and dad thriving and mom and dad taking care of themselves and mom and dad doing what they love and mom and dad having joy in their lives it just organically flows like now i'm watching my kids literally like covid was a hard time for many people let's be real yes and i think it's also was a blessing because it was an opportunity for people to slow down and look within because yes. we all had to be with ourselves. Amen to that. I agree. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, and, and I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself. I used to keep very busy to avoid me. Oh, okay, say that again. I want the listeners to hang on to this. This is powerful. I would keep very busy to avoid me. That is strong. Mm. And it's the truth. I think mm -hmm. often we're, we're not in touch with ourselves and mm. our emotions. And, and when COVID happened and this opportunity to go inward and be quiet with ourselves, I think it was an opportunity to, to do some reflection about who we are. And I think there was also an opportunity for people to really do a deep dive about what it is that they wanna do on this planet and really question whether what was going on in their life was working or if it wasn't working. Because I think we're all so busy just doing what we always do. We don't actually stop and slow down to question the norm or question what we've always done to maybe think that it could be done different. And so for me, 
I've been stuck in my, my old story for a long time, repeating my past traumas over and over and over. But they needed to go. And I needed to know that I could create something new. And I realized that me focusing on the past all the time and the old traumas and the old stories was just keeping me stuck in the past and the trauma and the old stories. Yeah. And we can't create something new if we're always focusing on focusing on what isn't working. What what yeah, what isn't working. And so again that you know, yeah, COVID sucked. Yeah. And it was a beautiful all at the a same beautiful. time. A beautiful silver lining. Yeah. Right? right. And so this is the thing. And you talked about that at the beginning, this piece around the downloads. And, you know, I know that the downloads don't come unless we actually slow down and listen. Mm -hmm. So if we are being so busy, you can't hear the downloads. You can't hear you can't hear the intuitive nudges. And this was the old me. I was so busy being busy and doing and doing and doing everything for my kids. And I was so out of touch with who I was. So out of touch. And now, now that I actually create space for myself and space for me, I'm actually blown away with actually how much I can do still when I create space for myself. I'm actually doing more because the old me in this anxiety ridden person that I was, I would literally, the best way to describe me was if you put me in a room, I would just bounce off the walls and I would spin. Trying to make myself look busy to feel valued on this planet. Because that was my worth, what I could do. But what if my worth was just to be? Wow. Isn't hmm. that? incredible mm. and in doing so creating space for yourself you have now carved out this beautiful magical space for others youth mm. in particular mm -hmm. yeah tell us about that masterpiece that you've created out of out of your journey yeah so about 2021, I took an online program um, called Masterpiece Tribes um, with the facilitator um, Alexander out of Switzerland. And I met this beautiful woman, Amor, in the program, and she's in Botswana. And when the program was over, we came together and we took this adult program and we converted it into a program for teens. And as you know, my background is uh, nutrition um, right. with kids, and that is also part of the program. Uh, Amora's background is uh, in photography and 
I mean, so many amazing things. And Alexander is an amazing human that um, does painting and many other things. Um, but this program is all the things that I wish that I had known when I was a teen. Oh. It's all the yeah. things that, you know, again, you can see here my vision board. And, you know, this is Beautiful. one of the many things that we do um, in the Masterpiece Magic program with the teens. And, you know, this program is really about finding out who you are and what makes you come alive. And some of the things that we just spoke about, which, you know, while we talk about speaking our truth, we talk about the importance of knowing that when we don't speak our truth and how that can actually become a help that can physically become a thing in our body if we don't speak our truth and keep secrets that are not meant to be secrets or you know these are important things and i don't again like i just want kids to know that it's not always about looking outside ourselves if we can know that everything that we need is actually right here and it's not about looking outside ourselves and that self-love and taking care of ourselves is key and it really starts there but it's not something that we were taught we were taught that you take care of everybody else put everybody else first at least that's what i was raised yeah so many and women I, were raised that way the same principles mm -hmm. yeah so i want to create something different and it's not about being selfish it's about taking care of ourselves you know, and that's one of the things that I teach the teens in the Masterpiece program as well. It's like, we are our own doctors. We really yes. are. No one knows your body better than you. No one. It's an Ayurvedic principle right there. Right? We are our own doctors to our health, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, if you're in a, a motor vehicle accident, you need to go to the hospital and see somebody. But really, like what we put into our body, who we surround ourselves with, the friends, the people, you know, do you go out and exercise? Do you meditate? All those things. Maybe meditation isn't your thing. Maybe a walk in the forest. Whatever it is that you do to slow down and connect, reading, whatever it is that you need to do for your self-care, and whatever it is that you need to do that makes you come alive. Like, I just think even about my husband, like he's a firefighter and he's a captain and the stuff that he has to deal with every day is mm -hmm. a lot. And he just recently went back to DJing and we've created this company here in the Comox Valley called Pop-Up Dance Party. Okay. And it is so much fun and there's so much joy in dancing i remember going to inspire health integrated cancer care which was in vancouver and i went to see my doctor and went into her office and i was really struggling at the time 
And her prescription for me was to go home and dance. Awesome. I love that kind of a doctor. She was amazing. And, you know, there's a woman that is a DJ here in the Comox Valley um, River. I love her. And she often speaks about dancing, about she calls it shaking out the nails and the nails being all the yucky things that people say to us or do to us or hurt us or whatever. And when we dance and when we move our bodies, it literally is shaking out the nails. It's like amazing. And so I love this idea that, you know, (laughs) dancing and singing and music and doing the things that we love. Mm -hmm. And again, it's so important as moms and as women that we have beautiful friendships. We have these deep conversations. We have the things that we love to do, whatever that is. And yeah, beautiful that we want to support our children, of course. But again, our kids do as they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they need to see you, us women loving ourselves, taking care of ourselves. So they too can learn that they can love themselves and take care of themselves. That's beautiful. It, it's so much similarities. I draw parallelism with what you're doing with the with the youth. And we arrive at into our adulthood and for women get moving into the perimenopause and then the menopausal transition. And often we don't even know that we're in it and suddenly we're just behaving badly or physical and cognitive effects start kicking in. And we do, we avoid it. And as it, women who are high achievers and maybe jobs as a CEO or um, leading others, whatever that might be, they live in this image of I've got to keep performing. I got to keep top peak, top levels, because I don't want anybody to see that I can be limited by these psychological and physical changes or impacts that are happening, happening. And again, we often don't know what it is. But we do, we place a limiting belief on ourselves, much like oh. what you experienced. And there's the pair, there, there's that old narrative, you're just aging, or we don't talk about menopause, we don't understand what's happening. And as women, we're not coming together and creating those opportunities to get deeply connected and say, you know what you're going through? You're not a bitch. <laughs> you're going through life, but we're here together to help. We're teaching their youth. You're teaching the youth now. You're leading by setting that example now. Like, I I just keep thinking about your daughter when you're talking about this. Mm. She's now seeing you as this incredible role model and understanding the principles of self-care early. And even when you're with your son, because when he grows up and has a partner in life, he will be able to apply those principles too. Mm-hmm. But just be able to see that when our, you know, it's, that we walk that fine line between selfish and self-care. But for the what you're doing at the youth today and creating that opportunity for them to start that narrative now in their mind mm-hmm. so that when they go through those journeys, those transition. But our generation, Gen Xers and the early millennials, 
arriving at this phase in our lives where we didn't have those tools in the toolbox mm. and we're kind of navigating it and we have a healthcare system that is kind of navigating it too but it's not emphasized this kind of healing health there's been a lot of and and right so very important there's been a lot of attention drawn to our mental wellness mm. but I really feel strongly that there's a component of the menopausal wellness it's kind of going unchecked mm, yeah. and the space that we're now creating with this opportunity to create community. We live at a time where we can do it online as well. Opens up that I really feel it opens up the door for a, a lot more women to tell their story, their journey, like you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really hoping that those who are listening to me, whether it's now or years from now, when they hear the podcast, they'll hear that and they'll go, I understand Shannon's story. I was right there with it. Ayurveda calls the menopause phase the time of the great reveal. Mm. Whatever has not been healed emotionally, physically, mentally will come to surface. Mm -hmm. It will come to bear. And how are we going to deal with it? Ayurveda also recognizes that we are, yes, like you said, our own healer. And I'm going to be saying this over and over again all the time, but I'm leaning into a lot of those those old ancient practices that have been sort of brushed aside for this Western philosophy and medicine. Mm. But it all is really within. It truly is. And mm. I, I just applaud you for what you're doing with the youth. I really see this as an opportunity. And we spoke about this earlier or even women going through that who may have lost themselves along the way and are finding themselves desperate in the in that moment in the transition and not exactly sure how to navigate through it is to come back to the self mm-hmm. and all and as we said to heal the sister wounds mm. like you had said too mm-hmm. yeah beautiful yeah absolutely I think you know yeah. My last kind of thought that I is coming to me is this piece around, and I spoke about it in the la, in the last toolbox Tuesday is about taking the elevator down. Mm-hmm. And I think that is part of the pause because often, I mean, I can again only speak for myself when I find myself in a place of anger or frustration if I just pause and take the elevator down, anger and frustration is just the surface emotion. And underneath what I often find, and I I often know, is that underneath the anger and frustration is just a sadness mm-hmm. because I actually have a need that I haven't asked for or I haven't I haven't had met yeah and so I think this is this is again the importance of I mean I'm incredibly blessed to have an amazing husband that um, has the capacity to hold space for me and has for a very long time through my journey and we can have these conversations and And I think we all can have these conversations. 
it just starts with the first one mm. you know one conversation at a time and i and i love this analogy of like i said taking the elevator down because having a conversation when we're frustrated and angry doesn't serve any of us and yeah. I I think that when we can, and this is the piece around vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. When we can actually sink into what it is that we need, then there can be a real beautiful conversation, yeah. you know? And then that's where the intimacy and the connection comes, you know? Um, I think it's so incredibly important. Um, and I, I think these are the great conversations that I'm having with my kids now too. Because instead of me always being angry and resentful and anxious, I can say, you know what guys, I'm feeling really anxious right now and I need to go do this thing that's like really scaring me and I'm really afraid to do it, but I'm gonna do it anyways. So if I show up like I'm really angry, it's cause I'm really anxious. Um, so I just need some space right now. And that can change everything. Instead of me just being angry and not actually asking for what I need. Yeah which we don't do so often, like you said, whether it's with our family, with our friends, in the workplace, we just keep taking taking it more in, taking it more in, absorbing, 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 and never articulating that we might be drowning and it's mm -hmm. a little bit tough. Right? So yeah, so again, like, um, I do um, am going to be launching my one-on-one um, -on -one coaching. It's called Shine with Shannon. Yes, um, tell us all my about website. this. Um, so right now I'm pretty busy with the Masterpiece Magic program, but um, I know when um, I am ready to jump into that, um, the right people will come. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm really excited too about the event that's coming up at the end of the month. Um, Tell us is... all about this event. <laughs> so it's gonna be at the Crown Isle Golf Course. Mm -hmm. uh, it's October the 30th from 11 to one. My partner, um, Alexander from Switzerland is flying in. And my other partner from Botswana, we are going to Zoom her in. There's going to be teens from the program that will be joining us uh, via Zoom and a panel of guests that will be speaking to the future of education. A big topic. I, a huge topic. Yes, a huge topic. I want to create a future where we lead with love. Oh. Wow. And that is what I want to do. I am on a mission to focus on what is working and what we can create instead of what isn't working. I really want to focus on creating and awakening uh, a future 
to people that know what it is to love themselves and take care of themselves. And honestly, I think the rest will just unfold. Mm -hmm. You're aligning with some, some powerful opportunities that alignment in that alignment. I, I mean, I can feel your energy right now, Mm -hmm. but I feel energetically that your journey was a necessary one to find, to understand the pain points Mm. and really be able to piece together, to knit together all, all the important elements to create a better future so that others don't have to suffer the way you had suffered. Mm. And all as women have that story. Well, everyone, men and women, but as women too, we all have a very similar story, but it's in confronting the demons Mm -hmm. if you will yeah that we understand and then I mean the the energetically what you've been able to to create since you've had that if you will that that breakthrough moment in that self-actualization self-awareness piece come from you and your family has just now exploded (laughs) beyond just the confines of your household and, and into the community affecting you and potentially this this has the potential to grow massively so we're going to put in the show notes all the details crown isle that's here in the comox valley now anybody who's outside the valley is there any opportunity for them to get involved or will there be more information on your website i don't suppose there's a virtual component to the there there is going to be a virtual component wonderful yeah so i will be putting that up um live on the website Um, so yeah, there'll be a link to join via zoom. So we'll look forward to having anybody that wants to join in via zoom as well. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this. Um, it's just, and I, the whole thing isn't set in stone because I'm really looking forward to part of it actually being organic, like letting it unfold as it's meant to unfold too. So Mm -hmm. There's mm-hmm. beauty in that for sure. Yeah. I'll get that in the show notes for sure. Definitely. We'll get a big shout out about that event, but to let everyone know um, where they can find you online, Shannon. At wholehealthfamilywellness.ca um, and masterpiecemagicteens.com. Beautiful. That will be mm-hmm. in the show notes for sure. That's incredible. I always like to ask a question of my guests. Because I think there's so much, um, it's very poignant to uh, what literature they're reading at the moment, because there's always something that's in that literature that can be shared with others, but it's it speaks to something that we need, I think, that we're thirsty for. So what are you reading these days, Shannon? What's your favorite mm. read or our favorite read of all time? Oh, my goodness. So many good books. Oh, goodness. I am a big fan of Gabor Mate. I'm Mm. also a big fan of Gordon Neufeld. Um, There's so many books that I love to read, but I would say um, I'm reading um, Gabor Mate's latest book right now. Um, But one of my um, favorite books of his was When the Body Says No. And that is such a beautiful read. Um, really speaks to this idea of, you know, trauma that we hold on to. And this brings us actually full circle back to the beginning conversation about speaking our truth. 
and how when we don't um, speak our truth and you know let go of the traumas or the old stories they can make our body physically sick which was my experience so again one of my absolute favorite books you're a beautiful oh. person inside and out shannon i got that energy from you right away when we encountered each other for the first time mm, thank you so thank you for being with me yeah thanks so much for this opportunity to be here and i look forward to more uh hearing more from you and all the amazing things that you're doing for women and this is so important because again i think this is the key like if we know that we're not alone and we have these conversations it changes everything amazing what an honor it is to release my first episode this month of october the month that we recognize as menopause awareness month and listening to shannon's story about self-love reminds us that no matter what journey we're going through whether it's self-healing or recovery it all begins from within. My big takeaways from today's episode. Number one, love comes from within and is not dependent upon external factors that surround us. And number two, when we learn to love ourselves and look after ourselves, we have the energy and the capacity to love others. Number three, self-love is not something that is taught and it should be, but once learned and applied, it can be transformative and is healthy for our growth and our healing. Number four, cultivating a community where you can share in deep, meaningful conversations is part of the healing process. Our trauma or our story or the hurt we hang on to, it gets stuck. And if it isn't invited to release, it can manifest into something physical, such as an illness or a disease. Number five, the release of trauma is so vital and can be as simple as releasing it through our words, through our expression, through movement that brings joy. And number six, busy, being busy isn't being productive, it's coping, and we can lose our sense of awareness and the world around us. Number seven, investing in self-care doesn't take away from our precious time, it gives us time. We might be amazed of how much we can actually accomplish with that mindset. And number eight, there's always an important message to take away from our journey. When we learn to embrace it, grow from it, and practice acceptance, we then find the wisdom to share it with others. And last but not least, number nine, sharing our pain takes courage, and yet we all have an abundant responsibility to serve others through our story. You can find out all about the wonderful things Shannon is doing at her website, wholehealthfamilywellness.ca. And if you happen to be tuning in before October 30th, 2023, Shannon and her fellow Masterpiece Magic Facilitators will be facilitating a very timely and much-needed discussion on the future of education for youth. The seminar is called Do You Believe in Magic? And the link to register to participate either live or online is also in the show notes, so go check that out. Do you need support through your menopause transition? Um, and a pause doula can help. You can find me at mlcoaching.com and help me help you by filling out a simple survey, which is linked in the show notes. Your input is greatly valued and will help in the design and creation of tools, courses, and other resources for my upcoming one-on-one and group coaching programs. Take the survey. It's linked in the show notes. 
like, follow, share, subscribe. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Consider leaving a review. Spreading the word will help broaden my audience reach and further impact more women as they experience the transition. This is Mary Lee, all things menopausal.